Welcome to the Album Club with your hosts, Chris, Will, Ben, and Jack. Gonna listen to an album and make our mind up, make our mind. Gonna talk for maybe an hour about what we think is that cool sound. Discuss our thoughts and critiques and bands, but mainly hear some new ones. We're talking and tangents and talking. Another tangent keeps trying to pick the sound that we'll talk about next week around, but mostly a fun time. Just friends and music. Hello, and welcome to The Album Club, a podcast where, like a book club, we discuss a different music album that one of us has selected. Each week we rotate, leading as the main host and picking the album, topics and questions to discuss throughout the episode. I'm Will, your host for this week, and this week I've selected 10cc's The Original Soundtrack. We're here now, joined with Ben, not Jack White, White, Chris, I'm with the band McDonnell, and Jack, not Jack White, Zissel. (laughs) All right then, off we go. Hi everyone. <laughs> off we <Cool>. go. <laughs> what an intro. Is there a band called McDonnell? Uh, not that I know of. I, I, I had like 15 seconds to write that. How are we all doing? I'm good, thanks. How are you, Will? I am pretty okay, thank you. I had my first day back at work today <laughs> and I came into 338 unread emails. Nice. Mm. Which was you see what you've done there is you've said nice, but let me tell you, it was the opposite. (laughs) (laughs) How about everybody else? I I was hungover today. Um, It's a it's a Monday. How are you hungover? We're drinking. Yes. (laughs) Um, He drank everything. Speak speak to speak to the bottle of wine, the the lemoncello, and the beers that I had. They they are responsible. That reminds me, I walked past your workplace on Saturday, and for like a small cafe bar, that thing was loud on a Saturday night. Like there was a oh, DJ yeah. set going on. There was a lock in, by the looks of it. Hey, yep. <laughs> oh my days, that looked hectic for such a small place as well. It was a. It was a also like very, ten. <laughs> was there it a was a very COVID compliant event. Is is all I have to say yes. on that matter? Of course, which is you know. <laughs> Hence why your workplace is not what I've called it. Um. Yes. <laughs> anyway, anyway. How's Ben White? Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I read any emails today. Um, and also I drank a completely like a, a reasonable amount yesterday in Jack's house. So. Yeah, and I didn't, none of it was lemoncello. So um, citrusless, <laughs> but also headacheless. So... What a nice time. So you've won. You've won today. I suppose so. Just by not being hungover. Yep. Yeah. I was gonna say I I, I passed that bar. Though I, I'm Thanks. I'm fine now. I, I climbed midday, which shows that I was in, in charge of my body somewhat. You so. um, you once again booked two hours wrong. Two days in a row. <laughs> oh no, two actually, days in a row no, no, he's no, done no, this. no, no, no. I just didn't book yesterday, but I booked today for four o'clock. So yes, so I thought you'd done the same thing today. I booked the the wrong day and the wrong time, um, which I think is worse. Um, Yeah, you're so you're so good (laughs) at things, Jack. Hey, Chris, you had an anecdote that you wanted to share. I do, I do. So, um, as 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 you know, Will, every time I cease to go to a hairdresser's, something bizarre will just happen to me. And a similar thing happened on Friday. So for some context, uh, a few years ago, while I was in Huddersfield, got a haircut and 
<laughs> so I'm just doing the, doing the scissors, and then out of nowhere, his finger just goes directly into my ear, <laughs> which obviously was not pleasant at all. And uh, obviously, I think Will brings this story up every time I see him. Um, and in, tr- in tradition, uh, a similar thing happened on um, on Friday when I got a haircut, uh, but it was so much worse. So do you know how um, a barber's scissor has that extra thing on the end? I think it's like a grip thing. It's like a third. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, oh, so that way you can use two fingers yeah. to cut hair as opposed to just like scissors where you... Yeah. I mean, this isn't very good for audio, but... Yeah, you get more of a handle <laughs> on it. Yeah. So um, he's there. He's cutting some part of my hair. And um, and then the, the, the scissor bit just, just goes directly into my eyeball. <laughs> <laughs> and I must tell you, that was possibly one of the worst things that's ever happened to me. <laughs> How do you keep finding such clothes? Who is your haircut guy? Let me give you a name of a barber. Oh, I don't know, but like you need to you need to ask the name because imagine if it's just the same person. Well, that this you've one was two hundred like... miles difference to where the the, mm. the finger and the ear incident happened. Maybe he people can move yeah. like it's just following me around <laughs> that... and causing me trauma at hairdressers. <laughs> that reminds me, there's a barber I go to, and um, I I mean obviously what with my hair I've not been in more than a year or so but one time i went to this barber's he's one of the best barbers in huddersfield and he wasn't available but there was another guy that was and so this guy was like it's okay i'll cut your hair um he spent like maybe an hour cutting hair for like the most bog standard short back and sides and then afterwards he did this really cool thing that went really horribly wrong where he brushes your hair (laughs) and gets a, a a hair dryer so that way he brushes like all the bits that he's cut out your hair so that way it's like less itchy for the day ahead but he stops and starts talking to his friend and the hair dryer's still on and he holds it at such an angle that it's just blowing hot air directly in my ear burning my ear and all I'm hearing is <laughs> the entire time I'm like this is this is I'm, I'm half an hour late back to work this haircut's gonna cost money and I'm just I'm going deaf this is this is an experience we just, so yeah, 10 out of 10, keep going back there. I guess we just all have bad experiences at hairdressers. Ah, maybe. <laughs> no, there's a barber from back home that I used to go to with my dad because he gave you, whatever you asked for, he gave you a short back and sides. Like, number two <laughs> short back and sides. You'd be like, yeah, can I get it off the top? It's like, nah, that's better. And that was just it. That was, that was the only option you got. Anyway, we're not here to talk hair. We're here to no, talk about something. this isn't the hair club. No, this isn't the hair club. <laughs> we're all about the, the you know... The, the 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 great big album club, the Larry scary, not quite so hairy, but also a bit airy fairy. Uh, if you're lactose intolerant, you don't take dairy club, you know. They have very long hair, and I also don't know what you're on about. Did you guys listen to the album? <laughs> is what I'm asking. <laughs> was that what it was about? <laughs> yeah, I didn't. Okay, maybe I didn't. <laughs> no, I lis- I listened a few times this week. Uh, a couple of yeah. times on a train. That was good. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I uh, I have some. So things. like yeah, like I said, like the questions I sent you in the week don't actually they're not as directed as the other weeks. It's mainly just to see what you lot come up with for yourselves as discussion. But you know, we got a few questions in case it does come to a bit of a lull. So yeah, what were your initial thoughts? Um, I I quite enjoyed the album. But I found myself skipping the Paris song when I did it, like on f- further hmm. listens, and I felt that 
made me enjoy it more. I, not that I didn't particularly enjoy the Paris song, because I think it is quite quite nice. Mm. It's just a very long intro to an album, when, especially when the rest of it sounds a bit different from that song as well. Yeah, it's, like it's a weird opener. It's three songs in one, which I thought was real cool. Yeah. But can you can you see from that song maybe like the inspiration that allegedly was for Bohemian Rhapsody? Oh, absolutely. Mm. Like I can if someone told me, Oh yeah, that's the song that influenced it, I was like, Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. I totally like, agree with you though. On my second listen, I was like, Yeah, I've heard this one. I it 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 requires a lot of, of listening, but there are some stonking moments in that song. Like I agree. Yeah, I think I'm in the, I'm in the same of same area as Jack of I think I listened to that twice, and then on like third listen, I was like, "I, I know this track now. Let's yeah. let's get into it." Um, but yeah, this is, and also I don't want to go to Paris ever again, <laughs> like because I'm gonna die. <laughs> Apparently, yeah, and there is like so much Queen like throughout the album, mm. but I don't know timelines wise. Like we can discuss this later. I don't know like if Queen influenced 10CC or 10CC influenced Queen. So I don't know the uh, the direction that went in, but yeah, there's because I'm a big Queen fan. There's a lot of Queen mm. in there. Truth be told, I don't know either, and I'm not the greatest Queen fan. I like them, but for me, it's more about 10CC. Uh, like, there's something I don't know. It's a different side of the English humor in their music because Queen has got like Bicycle mm. Race and Fat Bottom Girls and that, whereas 10CC have. I remember reading an interview once where they were like, what other kind of band has done a song from the perspective of a bomb on a plane? Not about people reacting to the bomb, but from the perspective of being the bomb and being a bit <laughs> sad about blowing up. Um, I can't think of any. Oh, is that what, is that what Good News is about? Nope. <laughs> Not, no, it's <laughs> oh, okay. a different album. That's a completely different album. Cool. Good News is about... Okay, so... Let's get into this one. Because I was going to ask why it was sad. Oh. Because I think that I think that Channel Swimmer is sadder than Good News. Uh, only a fool like me could forget he can't swim. Exactly. Yeah. It's sad. He just wants to swim away. He'll do any stroke, but he he just wants to go. I'll do the side stroke. The other side stroke. Oh, yeah, you can if you want. Um, yeah, I feel like, yeah, you touched on it. Definitely one of my initial thoughts. Is it? Is it supposed to be funny? Is that what they're trying to do? Like, because you just I, said English humor, and I think that's definitely initial thought that I had. I was like, hmm. "Is yeah, what's is this? Was this hilarious at the time? Like, is that is that how it was perceived?" Like, I have no idea. I think things were just a bit dafter around the time of '75. Like, you had Top of the Pops, and you had well, some of the people that would be in the charts at the same time could be insane. Like, you had. The birdie song at the same time as the Who, have I got that right? But things like that I mean, just quite happened. probably. Yeah, yeah, I don't know when the birdie song was really. That's not in my like timeline of important. That's not events what we're here to talk I'm about. Like. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm again, this album, the only reason I got into 10cc was because I really like the song I'm Not in Love. I really like that song. And I was like, you know what, I should try the album. And this is one of the only albums I've heard by them. Like, I'm a big fanboy for him, but I'm also a false fanboy in the fact that I've only really heard this album. You're but a fanboy for like, this album rather than I'm a fanboy for this album, yeah. But do you, yeah, let's do say you think that. it's funny? Because, like, I'm Not In Love is not funny. Like, I'm, no, pre it's I'm not. pretty confident that I've not missed, missed that one. Like, 
first of all, I, I, I don't think I'm on, not in love belongs on that album just at all. That that's hmm. an initial thought that I had. I was like, this this shouldn't be here. No, nope. It's great, but what is it doing here? Um, but like the rest of it, is it? Yeah, I wouldn't like. Is it funny? Is that is that how you're? Uh, I don't know. I think the musicality sets it apart sure. from funny. I think it is quirky, but I don't think it's like meant to be a comedy by any means. Mm. It's like, it, uh, there's like a big satire element, certainly like mm. thematically, lyrically that I'm not sure. Um, I don't know if there's like a big overarching thing there or not, but there's like, um, certainly some kind of like Steely Dan-esque statement that they make yeah. about a lot of things. Um, yeah, kind a lot of, yeah, a lot of the of album is just like complete that. bonkers. Mm. Mm. Like yeah, with the instrumentation, the mouse impression. Yeah. <laughs> Which is horrendous. Like, <laughs> Come on, Pluto. <laughs> it's like they just did a high voice. They didn't even try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but then you've got like. <laughs> yeah, that's the dating thing, though, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. I was just looking through. I the... enjoyed that though. I lo- I really like liked that song. Mm. Life as a Minestrone. It's Life got... as a Minestrone. Yeah, it, it shouldn't be that f- that fun for for a song that's that wordy as a title and that daft as a concept. It shouldn't <laughs> be that catchy. But it felt it a is. little bit like, and I might just this might be the silliest metaphor, but like it mm-hmm. felt a little bit like um, when like I remember seeing. Um, my high school concert band when I was in high school and yeah. I wasn't like familiar with that like world of music at all and I'd I'd only played in like rock bands so it was like a whole different approach and they were all like sat there with their sheet music and stuff and they all were like because there was 30 of them they were all trying to hide behind everyone else which is not a thing that I'd ever been familiar with being in like four-piece bands as yeah. like the lead guitarist it's like if I don't know a part of the song everyone's gonna know because the guitar yeah. will be crap for like that's one quarter of the band gone yeah whereas in in like in this concert band setting most of the band thought they could get away with it but it was so many of them that they couldn't so i heard like phantom of the opera and they like went and then just like everyone mumbled for like three minutes and then it went and for me like that was hilarious, first of all, because I was like, oh, what? No, just learn. Just, pra- just learn the other bit. What? It's not even like that was the easiest bit. It's just that's the catchy bit that they know. But uh. Life is a Minestrone, the first listen felt like that to me. It was like, okay, we know this one. Like, And they really, like, it was silly and the concept was fun, but it felt like they delivered it, like, way more confident than some of the other stuff as well. Like, it felt like, first of all, it was louder. At least on the version that I heard, maybe my Spotify settings are weird. But also, it just felt like they like played it really confidently and like yeah. with authority, which was which was fun, which was definitely a plus for the song for sure. Yeah, I, I like the fact that it goes from um, shuffle into straight time in that song. I know I've told you yeah. this before many times. Yeah, yeah, they do that smooth. They do. They, yeah, they do it like they mean it, don't they? Yeah. What was I going to say? My dad told me a story a long time ago, and I don't know if this is true or not. I've just been on Spotify trying to look it up. But apparently when 10cc released I'm Not In Love, this is to your point when you said it doesn't really fit on the album, uh, apparently they held off putting that on an album and released it as a single, and then they released an album, and everyone was like, whoa, yeah, we'll get the album. It's probably going to have I'm Not In Love on it. And it was just a compilation album. It wasn't on. And then they released it on the album after that. And my dad was decidedly pissed off because he bought like a compilation album by accident. <laughs> Again, this is a Chris Yates story. So I, I, 
I can't confirm nor deny this. This is not my own. But yeah, I remember that. So it maybe maybe there's some truth in that. Maybe there is. Not I mean, to be on I, I really hope it's true, and I'll tell mm. you why. Because I just looked it up, and this is their third album. So yes. if they released a best of before that, that's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, looking up this as well, I realize I'm not just a glass fanboy, a hollow one. Like I, I like their first album as well, the 10cc album called 10cc. I do like the idea a of a band album, releasing though. a best of of two albums. So they just like that's cut out half of the songs and be like, yep, <laughs> done. To be fair, there were some bands. You know what was really be... good? These albums. Mm. Let's go. You watch. I'll be completely on the wrong end of the stick, and I'll be a completely different band than a different song. <laughs> have you heard? Have I ranted to you guys about the story behind the making of "I'm Not in Love"? Because I really like this. Uh, I don't about so, the the vocal no. thing. About the vocal thing. Yeah. So tell tell the listeners. I'll tell the listeners for Spread all of those who who are just stuck here listening. So I really love the fact. So when that song was made samplers weren't really a thing like i don't know when the fairlight cmi came out definitely later end of the 70s uh if not the 80s um and so in order to get that vocal swell effect what would have been really useful is if they did have a sampler because then they could just record and record and record and play but they they didn't so they had to get a multi-track recorder and all of them sang i think the same note and then they did three takes of the same note, and then they did every note that they could do in their range, and then they got tape loops playing, and then they played the 24-track tape loop on a mixing desk and, like, sellotaped the bottom of the mixing desk so that way you couldn't pull the faders all the way down, so there's always, like, some chromatic, harmonic thing going on, and they play the mixing desk like an instrument because that was that was how they could get around that at the time. And if that's not the most batshit insane way of like <laughs> overcooking your production, I love it. I love it so much. That's baffling, but I love it. And that. the song that's as well, so like conceptually as well. The yeah, the vocals, the female vocals in the middle of the song in that breakdown where she goes, "Be quiet, big boys, don't cry." Um, that was the studio receptionist. <laughs> they were just like, "We need a female vocal," and she was like, "No, no, 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 no!" And they just grabbed her and brought her into the studio to make us <laughs> do that. Um, <laughs> I love it. The song itself is pure as well because it's about a man who's not come to the terms with the fact that he very clearly is in love. Ah, oh. it's also quite long. I never realised it was that long before. Yeah, over six minutes. Yeah, six minutes. It's six two seconds. long songs, one yeah. after mm. the other. Like, it's and there's quite, a really good. It's quite a meaty start to the yeah. album. I only did it which twice, I think, as I said. Mm. I... Yeah, I only did it twice, but the first time. I decided where the first song should end and it was yeah. very clear. There was a very good, and I thought it had the second time I was like, Oh, it's not as long as I remember. And then it started again. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, I think it's like five and a half minutes. There's like a really good, this would have been a nice ending point. Um, but then they added, but I don't know about I'm not in love. I, I wonder if like, it feels long just because the first song was so hectic. Like, I wonder if you'd have, put that in a different place and that's a big thing with me in this mm. album the sequencing doesn't doesn't make any sense but it's the mid 70s and see i guess i, I guess am gonna forever hold like, this in high regard in my head like that like there's that song i'm not in love is on my perfect songs playlist of songs that can do no wrong in my opinion everything about them was exactly as it needed to be and objectively they are correct it's science mm -hmm. it is science. science it totally is is there a major seven in that one as well? 
Oh, maybe. I don't know. It would be funny if it was all built on... I, so, I feel like in my brain it's definitely not, but... To, to shed a bit of insight into that joke there, uh, I don't know music theory... I think I probably know music theory the least out of all of us here, which is fine. because I don't know think. But, yeah, true. But, like, um, I get into the habit of thinking, ooh, that was a really nice chord. I really liked that. And Ben's like, it was just a major seventh, Will. I'm like, no, 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 no. <laughs> it must have been something else. He's like, well, no, no. Like... It's, it's always... And it's always one that I'll notice. Like, ah... I'll listen to a song, it'll have a major seventh in. I'll listen to the same song a few months later and I'll still at the same bit be like, oh, that was fun. That was a nice, nice call. You're like, yeah, it's, it's the same, it's the same thing each time. <laughs> just, just ben, you just need to soundboard at this point, Ben, don't you? Just be like, it's a major seventh. It's a major seventh. <laughs> we need a little jingle where like we play a major seven and it goes major seven. <laughs> Maybe I'll have to pick an album that has major sevens on it. Yeah, I might bear that in mind. Exclusively that, yeah. major sevens. Oh, I don't know about any of those. Maybe that's a concept record we should make. Maybe oh, that's no. like a charity special. I feel like that special. might turn me oh, off to them. Lord. I might just be like, I never want to hear one I wonder again. how you Thank can you do that. That would be interesting. Mm. Um, yeah. Just all transition records, like all the all of them built into yeah, you each could, other. Yeah, so you could, because they're get... really tense chords if you want them to be. Mm. Uh, that could be really interesting. Because then you can turn the seventh into then the middle note of the next yeah. chord. Yeah, I don't know. Is it cheating the... if it becomes functionally yeah. different? I don't. I don't know. But this is certainly a, a diversion. It's still, it'll still be a seventh. That like right. yeah. <laughs> hey Chris, I, yeah. what was your opinion? The uh, the writing an album book club. <laughs> what was Chris's opinion on on the, on the album? I don't think did we ask you? I think we did, and I said it was. I think I, I liked it. It was completely dumb and funny in points. Ah uh, yes, like, we we did. We did yeah. ask you. Okay, cool. Um, and uh, okay, then move on. That's enough of that. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Cheers for you. But, uh, See ya. <laughs> all right. Here's here's one of the questions I have preset. Do you think it's more meaningful for a band who does cheery kind of quirky songs and fun songs to do a track where it's suddenly quite as serious? Is what I've written. I, why did you? None of you guys call me out on that spelling mistake. I didn't call uh, you out on it because I wanted to bring it up in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great answer. <laughs> Go on, Chris, um, bring it up. You have the floor. Well, I, I, I just kind of saw it when I was when I was making some notes on the train. I was like, should I correct him? I was like, nah. <laughs> we'll, we'll let him figure this out. On his making own. it sound like English is my second language over here. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Um, I, th- I thought it was just you you using weird words for the sake of it. Uh, like, I appreciate doing that. A, doing Maybe a it's more French, because I don't speak French, and I... I was just like, yeah, sure. That could be French. Why not? Last Maybe I'll choose a song with an album with. Hmm. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, you... one of us should answer French his question, though. Sevens. That would be polite. Um, <laughs> mm. I think for me, I, I what song do you mean? I guess. Well, this be... is this is a, it, it, as a bit of a tangent to the entire thing. So I personally think that this 10cc album has moments where the songs are very serious, and I find it more meaningful than if, say, like a band that usually touched on quite deep subject matters did regular things. I'm, I'm trying to give a good example. Yeah. So here's another example that's parallel. Queens of the Stone Age did um, a, a few albums. Then at one point, Josh Homme, the lead singer, contracted MRSA and his heart stopped and he died on the operating table and then they revived him and he came back and then he did a very serious album after that. And I would argue that having the reference point of oh, these people are normally quite quite fun and funky. To then drop it down a level, it must mean something. 
Or say, say like the Beach Boys. Every time the Beach Boys have done a serious song, you're like, well, these are normally the surfer dudes. What's hurt them? <laughs> but then equally, like, if you... What I was thinking is if, if a band went the other way, like if a really serious band did something dumb yeah. and silly, I think that that has less... That could be interesting. ...gravitas to it. Well, it's say like when Elliot Smith does a happy song, you're like, oh, cool. <laughs> it's the second week that Elliot Smith's come up and I, I still don't know anything. Uh, him, so. Sorry, I gotta stop harping on about him. No, I'm, like, I'm gonna outside Jack and suggest <laughs> we listen to. <laughs> let's no, let's not do that. Um, I don't know a whole Elliot Smith album that I like, to be honest, either. But maybe uh, we'll wait I'm not mad familiar now, with him yeah. either. But um, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. For, for me, I think um, I, I'm quite a fan of like, if, especially if it's a band I'm not familiar with. I quite like a defined sound. Mm. maybe maybe that's like just a tendency i have but for me it was confusing like okay it, oh, that that that's yeah. i don't know if that's always the case like as a general rule but like i found that confusing mm. um i found it like yeah i was like what yeah i don't know so that's that's my answer i think i see what you mean though maybe mm. maybe with people in like social situations maybe generally like i don't yeah. know like i'm not a serious person but like if you know. were to then like, be like, like I need if, you if I tell a tell a kid off at school, they're like, "Well, okay, Mister White says it's wrong, so I, yeah, I should really stop that." Yeah. Like, Again, this is just this is like something that I have thought about and left it at that. I, I like I I know yeah, that that is an opinion of mine, and it's not a correct opinion. It's yeah. not a wrong opinion. It is just an opinion. So hmm. yeah, just what are you guys? What, yeah, what I think Chris. Well, I th- I think if if um, I'm not in love was at the end of the album. I think it would. Mm-hmm. Because there's there as I mentioned, Good mm. News and Channel Swimmer. But I think if then I'm not in love joined that three, then it would make more sense at least sequentially. I would have put the French um, song at the end. I think. Oh. And Personally. I just yeah have it nowhere have that nowhere near the start. But yeah, the I haven't really well. put a lot of thought yeah. into that. But yeah, I would do something different with the order for sure. Mm. <laughs> and yeah. maybe maybe you're right. Maybe putting that as a closer would work. Or like a like a hidden track. It might be quite a fun mm. place to put it. I don't know. But then back in the day, would like I guess it's more of an A side B side thing, and so you'd want the like. Yeah, I didn't consider splitting it as that big hitter on the front end. Maybe when would the? I did. I didn't. At yeah, all. when would the A side and B side? Do you reckon yeah. fly in junk? Is I mean, life is a discogs. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. Chris, Chris, look. Chris looks like but he's got. In the meantime, yeah, Chris, say, though, I think. say some things. Yeah, I, I think I'm yeah. kind of in similar to. Well, I think it's like a really interesting way of, of doing an album where you kind of like cheery song, sad song, cheery song, sad song. Because it pretty much is just like on, off, on, off, on, off. Mm. So all the way through. I don't really remember there being like a, a sad section of the album. Maybe yeah. maybe a bit towards the album, but yeah, it pretty much just was always completely fluctuating. So I think it's quite an interesting mm. way of doing an album. But um, as, as Jack has said, maybe grouping some of it together would make it more cohesive as an Mm. album. But also, like, the title, the original soundtrack, is that supposed to mean anything? Or is that just a name for something? Because, like, from that, I kind of thought that it could be, like, a more of a, like, a theatrical thing with, like, several acts or something. But I didn't know. I didn't really look into it. I don't know. Let's have a quick look on the Wikipedia, because I think there is an answer for that, Chris. And while you're doing that, so the the A-side is the Paris song I'm Not In Love and Blackmail, Ooh. and then the B-side the is the rest right, of the album. that's interesting. 
Which which is baffling. At least at least for this that pressing, I'll have a look oh, at that. Oh, that's so funny. Same. That oh. is good. Like the most cohesive two tracks were tracks three and four, and they've split them up. <laughs> yep, that's <laughs> that's, that's the uh, that's how it works. That's that's how the running order works. Oh, Blackmail is the end of that's really the A side. Wild. <laughs> Are you going to be like you listen to the A side and you must be so confused. You're like you don't know if you want the B or not. You're like I don't I don't even know what day it is. Like crikey. <laughs> Here's the thing. Just looking at Wikipedia now. Uh, the album finished at Film of My Love. And then the bonus tracks are Channel Swimmer and Good News. Oh, what? that's that's different. Yeah. Ooh, that changes a lot. Why is... Someone tell oh, Spotify yeah, that. I've just, yeah, I've just What's the Spotify that? man yeah. called? I'm going to get his email right now. Spotify uh, man. So it's just email Spotify at Spotify.com. Not going to straight to Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Thanks, Alexa. laughs> the original soundtrack... I, I mean, I can't actually find the Wikipedia thing that mentions it. But, you know, there was a general, like, cinema theme to it. And, I don't know, theatrical is maybe the right word. Mm. And there's yeah. a lot of, um, like, cinema word. film reels stuff yes. on the album cover. I liked that. I liked the cinema song. The film, yeah, Film of My Love, which then makes sense as the end yeah. of the album because of the the name. Yeah. Hmm. Huh. Maybe I'll maybe I'll listen again and just cool. stop at that track and just go from there and see how you feel. But I really like Channel Swimmer. Yeah. I really really like mm. Channel Swimmer. Yeah, the I, last the last I'm two tracks of the album are really good. I listened good. to that. Yeah, I I'm yeah. so glad that we got the version that had them on. Because imagine if we'd have just never heard those songs. Mm. Yeah. So I I guess it might have been a like a vinyl size issue. Maybe because if you've got like. Eight minutes, six minutes, four minutes on mm. the A side. It's then forty nine minutes you'd long. Have to fit a lot into the B side. Right. So, what was everyone's favorite tracks? My favorite track was "Life as a Minestrone" because ah. that is just hype, right? Like, isn't it true? <laughs> really gets <laughs> me through like <laughs> that edge, that area of the album, mm. and it's just so funny, mm. like. I'm surprised Disney haven't come after 10cc and sued them <laughs> for using the likeness <laughs> of three characters. Fun fact, when I when I was a kid and um, I used to work at my dad's garage, there was another man that worked there at his side of the garage. And every now and again, every few months or so, he'd be like, life is a minestrone, served up with parmesan cheese, death is a cold lasagna, suspended in deep freeze. And I'd be like, what the hell is he on about? And it took me like 20 years to figure this out, like... You just heard it and you were like, oh my god. <laughs> yeah. Oh. He's a member of 10CC. Yeah, that's what they're doing nowadays. Small auto repairs. No. Um, Jack, what about you? What was your favourite track? I'm going to call it now Channel Swimmer. I think it, yeah, I think it is. I really did enjoy Channel mm. Swimmer. I, ro- I like Brand New Day yeah. as well. Blackmail, I think, was great mm. as well. Um, Mainly because it meant that the... The long songs were over. <laughs> Again, not that I didn't enjoy the yeah, longer yeah. songs, but like it's that's it's where, more symbolically that's where it felt like the album started for me. Like, yeah, it's like, wait, we're in. But no, I, I really like hmm. Blackmail as well. But there's a lot. I mean, I liked like a lot, a lot of the the songs, and I really liked. I'm not in love yeah. too. Um, yeah, it's good. Yeah, Blackmail was was a big big queen queen track for me. Mm. 
can hear like a lot yeah. of like the earlier Queen like sheer heart attack era of just kind of like more more rocky stuff and then just like stupid mm. guitar harmonies and speaking of rocky on. stuff how hard that guitar went on the what is it called the second sitting for the last supper where it's like digga 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 Ben White, what say you? What was your favorite track if you had one? Uh, I I really think the context through it. Like, I think I would really like. I think I'd liked three and four blackmail in the last setting mm. of Last Supper. Like, I'd I'd like an album of that. Yeah, I'd like to see what that. I have no idea thematically what is that would mean. I'm really not sure about what the message of black like. It's really seedy, but maybe it's like for comedy and i don't get it i don't know i don't know about that but like musically they were really interesting songs i mean it's nice to have a story that you can follow and it's a bit of a twist ending it's i yeah. suppose but um and yeah yeah life of life of is a minestrone is a highlight for sure mm-hmm. um bits of the bits of the paris thing the like um moulin rouginess of yeah. it was fun <laughs> i guess like <laughs> and yeah i'm in love there's there's bits of a lot of them there's bits of some of the slower ones too that's cool mm. For sure, yeah, yeah. I don't have a a big favorite though. Yeah, I think I I think I enjoy a lot of them more in isolation, more so. Yeah, yeah. like if if life and ministry came up just randomly, I wouldn't I wouldn't be disappointed yeah. at all. <laughs> just in life, <laughs> no matter Surprise what the situation is, like, right, jams are on. Let's go. <laughs> we had a friend who, um, I think, me. Ben and Chris had a friend called Andre who was talking about Dream Theater once and he gave one of my favorite reviews and said, Dream Theater is the kind of band you could listen to if your eyes were hanging out of your face and you wouldn't find it boring. <laughs> Which is is that would you Would you say that's a very, would you say that's a, very, a similar thing going on, Chris, with Life is well, a Minestrone? If my <laughs> eyes were hanging out of my face, I don't know how I would find that boring. No, that's a question. <laughs> You'd have gone to Paris. Yeah. They'd have done that to you. I would have been part yeah, four of the trial. Do that to your pretty mm. face. <laughs> <laughs> is he going to buy? Is he going to pay? Is he going to fall out of his face with his eyeballs <laughs> and still not be bored? <laughs> <laughs> still nice. Um, I think I'll get into because you asked a while ago, Jack, about good news. The track, yeah. And I said last mm. week that it is one of my sad songs. This album isn't a sad album for me, by the way. I. I think this is such a pick me up in terms of like the quirk and the energy. But this one track, this sure. one track caught me off guard and still does every time I listen to this album. Um I think maybe it was because of the mental place I was in when I heard this album because I was working in a pretty sad job. But um less on that, more on this song. I because the song itself I think is about existentialism. I think I've got that right. I think that's that's what I heard. Yeah, that that's one of the like I'm like confused by the tone because there was like almost like Bo Burnham take just it's funny to say existentialism because mm. no one was expecting it. Like yeah, and some of the lyrics I was hearing it as like a it, um, but that's how like I a, heard a it as well. Yeah, song as well. And I was like, am I wrong? Yeah. Just like all I need is this, and then I'll get going. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the second the second half of it as well does pick up like musically as well. Mm. I don't know. I, I see like that the, as very start, melancholy. Start half is down. Like, tone tone wise. That's fair. That's fair. But he, here we go. Something to begin with that's easy said than done. You'll see me rolling home, but I don't understand why. Still, there's nothing at all. 
Time is on my side. But we mustn't let our disappointment show. But I will, and you will, go on. All I need is some good news. Some good news. That's that's the song. Um, he yeah. just wants some good news. He just he just needs just needs something good to pull him out of his slump. Just needs some good news. I I, I really, um, I can't think of a, a very serious way to describe this, but I fuck with this song. You know, <laughs> I'm not a fan of that. <laughs> 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 I like Andre's dream theater. I'll say that. I'll say that much. It's it's the B side to I'm Not in Love. Apparently, the Australian release really? of I'm Not in Love had this as the B side. See yeah. that 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 kind of works. Yeah. That shit. Well, I guess I know what I'm getting for Christmas. <laughs> Socks. <laughs> what going to Australia? I'm go- yeah, I'm going to go to Australia. Yeah, no. Go to record shop, find this, <laughs> and come home again. Oh, I mean, the irony is. Um, Back to personal life. When I was in said bad job and having said bad time, one of my things that I was thinking of doing was emigrating to Australia for a year. So that's that's. Then you could have got that single. Fitting. Then I could have got that single from some sort of like record shop uh, that did singles of 30, 40 year old songs. A vinyl tap in Australia. Vinyl tap. No, that's not it. Ch- Channel, Channel Swimmer is the B-side to Life is a Minestrone. <laughs> what is going on? They, they, re- they really didn't care on. for this album release. It? It's like just, they just like shuffled <laughs> like, uh, the names in a hat and was like, yep, that will do us for the B-side. That one yeah. can go after this track. Oh, that'll work. Yeah, we'll cut the album here after 14 minutes and then... The genius description of Life as a Minestrone as well is, is a danceable and very Italian popish. What is that? What? That's not yeah. a sentence. What does that is mean? A dan- is a danceable then, and very Italian popish. Did I write that? <laughs> In... But suddenly yeah. it, it was quite it's a serious. It... I, uh... I also ex- I expected more like Beatles esque, um, like left and right panning stuff. For, given that the Paris song is the first one, because it, it does a lot of the like everything is everywhere kind of thing. It's quite a Whereas while the rest after of the album, that, I don't like think. 1975? I feel like, yeah, I don't know. I know what but you mean, but me if up. it had come out I like... Thought, I thought it was going to do the, like, yeah. that. There's a bit in I'm Not In Love with the <laughs> boom, boom, and that does, like, yeah. full left, full right, and then yeah. goes, like, just yeah. the opposite way. Yeah. But I don't yeah. really remember much of the extreme, like, this is all the drums in the left. Yeah, and the lead vocals in the right. Oh, it's definitely it was not like, as mainly more spatial. The Paris song definitely has layering, that. I guess, because I was mm. listening to this the way I'd normally listen to, which is on my phone, and then I listened with these headphones, and like I got a very clear dry vocal in my left, and I was like, "That's cool. That's real cool." Yeah, I was listening to some Beatles today, and there was some. I, I'm not. I'm not about the the full right for some elements. It just makes me feel ill. So whenever I do that, I'm just like I just throw it in mono. I'm like, this is good enough. The C in your left ear, <laughs> almost as if you put your head up to a conch shell. Um, looking at the Wikipedia, apparently, this is quite a cool little tidbit. Um, the catalyst for the deal was I'm Not In Love, where the album, let's see, the album was f- the first to be released by Mercury Records after signing the band for $1 million in 1975. Uh, it was when the rec- record executives heard I'm Not In Love and Eric Stewart from the band said, um, they, you know, 
this is a masterpiece. How much money do you want? What sort of contract do you want? We'll do anything. We'll sign it on the strength of that one song. We did a five-year deal for five albums, and they paid us a serious amount of money. <laughs> so we gave them some very not serious songs. The, the album well, was already done. One that this, lets us sing about pasta. This That's album was already done at that point. All right. I, lo- I love the story that I'm creating in my brain where they gave them a million dollars and they were like, right, let's get a fancy microphone and sing about pasta. Let's go. <laughs> All right. This is the last question I have planned. Um, and it's, it's a very uh, narcissistic one. But why do you think I like the album? Because this is playing in your head all of the time. <laughs> because you like Parmesan. The first listen, I just imagined you strutting around Huddersfield with this like blasting in your head not even not even as like earphones in your ears but just like you strutting this is what you just hear all the time Will's awake paralysis (laughs) is the 10cc I like the idea that I'm strutting because of the the rhythm changes of the song so I'm just walking like I've got a limp Oh yeah, I'd put that like I reckon you like this because it is just a bit bonkers. There's a lot going on, and and yeah, there's got probably some classics in there for you as we've discussed. So yeah, I reckon reckon that's why. Do we have any final points? Did did we like the album? I I did by skipping the Paris song. I think is. As, we, as we've discussed, like it's a lot to start the album on. Mm. And it kind of then made me not want to finish it. Whereas if I started from I'm not in love, then I was like, right, I can I can do this. Mm. And this is great fun. Cool. Ben? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, man. There, there, there's a lot. There's a lot to like on there. I, I don't know that I liked it as an album as a whole. Um, but there's, there's there's a lot of fun. There's definitely a lot of fun happening. Mm. And there is some some. Yeah, there's definitely quite a few moments where I enjoyed it. Good answer. For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm similar to Ben, being that it's it's just too too all over the place for an album. But mm. there's there's definitely some bangers in there. Uh, especially the oh. soup song and Not in Love. <laughs> I was gonna we say We're just adding foods now. Do, do we what? do we know the, the story as to why they're called Ten C C Jack figured oh, it I, out. I I made a I made so a joke it and out. it was actually the oh, answer. No. Yeah. <laughs> So similar to how Steely Dan's named after a vibrator, um, 10cc oh, are named after the average amount of ejaculate that a, that a male will, you know, produce. Mm. How's that make you feel now? Cut that out. How's that make you feel now, everybody? I'm not a fan of that I said, either. I said 10cc's of these nuts was my... <laughs> Mad. Yeah, and I kind of just mad. stopped walking so, and, and was like, and ben, uh, "You're ben annoyingly didn't... accurate." <laughs> <laughs> I, I wish I didn't have to tell you this, Jack, but uh, somehow he was right. Apparently. <laughs> and then Emily but I didn't was realize how very right. impressed. And I hate it. <laughs> Dislike, gross in it. We're having a nice walk. I wish to unlearn the last country. five minutes. <laughs> and I was like, "Do you know 10 cc <laughs> D's nuts." <laughs> Thank you very much, everybody, for for listening to an album that is a near and dear one to my heart. I understand, like, I am subjective all the way. I don't know if this is a good or a bad album, but I love it. I It is bonkers, it is over the top, and for me personally, I get a lot of songwriting influence from this album because it's just, it's very brave in doing whatever the fuck it wants at times. Um, yeah. But yeah, thank you very much for sharing. 
And I think that means that I need to pass it on now to to Ben White. Okay. I have I have chosen I think I'm gonna go for the Britney Howard record that came out Ooh. a couple of years ago that might be called Jamie. Either it's that something or... that looks a bit French. Is it Jem? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's the album I'm thinking of. 2019 Britney Howard. Jame. I know she's I'm gonna this won't be any good for the listeners, but she's doing this on the front. I found it. It's actually a little bit David Bowie now that I think it's about it. It's either Jamie or Jem because French. Yeah. But yeah, what does it Jamie. mean in French? Um, I don't know. I don't speak French. Jamie. <laughs> <laughs> it's French. <but> Jamie. <laughs> That's brilliant. We're a very cultured podcast. Is that how you spell Jimmy? Is that how Jimmy Pell is? I don't or think that's really remotely. Like... Jim is I like, and <laughs> okay, I, d- I think it is. That I was think, blunt. <laughs> I think it might just be Jamie. I don't know. But yeah, um, cool. I have not. I don't know what this is, Ben. I have no idea. I don't know this artist. I don't know. Cool. This album. Okay. Ben has told me to listen to this, and it's I, in my to listen. I know to, that I've I mentioned it to Will and it. Jack at least at the time, hmm. um, and I suspect that neither of them actually did. So. Oh, well, I definitely started it, okay. but maybe didn't yeah, on, finish it. On Spotify, the um, only thing yeah. I have liked by this artist is a remix by Bon Iver, so who knows? Oh, well, yeah, I forgot that happened. Oh, yeah, I forgot about um, that. Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I'm intrigued. Yeah. As usual. Yeah, good luck. It's not crazy long, is what I've just found out, good so that's luck. nice. <laughs> good luck. Yeah, I could have gone for an album that good luck would have been more appropriate. <laughs> this is not, yeah, this is not like, a good luck requiring experience. Like... <laughs> Yeah. Cool, yeah. Did have you listened to it, Will? I have not, no. I've listened to um singles Stay High. Um because mm. and also I think I, I watched the music video because the music video has Terry Crews in, which is brilliant. Oh yeah, the music video does oh, have Terry, that's, that's yeah. true. Oh, fun fact about Brittany Howard, I once watched one of her fishing podcasts that she was on. It was great. That She's, is a fun fact. She is really into fishing, it turns out. Um, Prepare for some oh, country. Cool. Oh my, it's, it's great. <laughs> yeah, so I am a big fan of Britney Howard and her vocals and and I'm her fishing. Already going to assume that I'm going to like this album unless something really drastic happens. Unless it's like eleven songs about how she hates the name Will. <laughs> I mean, one of the songs is about Georgia, mm. which is maybe mm. an anti-Will song. You'll have to wait and see. Yeah, the state of Georgia. If any of the other could have that agenda, William. really. <laughs> <laughs> baby, maybe it's a song about how she'd rather say baby than say your name. Just gonna try and call you baby instead of Will. She's like, I'm not saying that. That's not sexy at all. Cut that out. We're going baby. That'll do. Awesome. Well, I'm very excited for listening to this album this week, Ben. Um, if mm. you would like to yeah. find us on social media, we are at thealbumclub.pod on Facebook and Instagram. And you can also email us at thealbumclub.pod at gmail.com. Um, yeah, it'd be good to hear from some of you uh, of your opinions on the albums we've discussed or just if you want to say anything about us, that'd be good to hear from yeah. you. Yeah, feel free to tell me I'm right. <laughs> <laughs> and email Spotify at Spotify to tell them something, maybe. Yeah. Spotify is Spotify, what does that mean? Yeah, Spotify is Spotify to tell them that they've uploaded the wrong version of 10cc. Oh, yeah. No, 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 oh, no. Yeah, tell yeah. them to keep that one. They've got the right one. Did I tell you about this one time? Me and Ben watched Blade Runner, and there's like 12 versions of Blade Runner. And we somehow watched like the best version, the director's cut that was released after the third director's cut, or something like that, that was like 
critically acclaimed as this is the pinnacle version. Yeah, actually. I think it's called like the one. definitive version or something. Yeah, yeah, and we just somehow stumbled across that version in and amongst all 12 versions of that film as the first watch. That was pretty fun. Good. I'm excited for J- Jem, Jamie. I'm excited for Britney. Je m'appelle. <laughs> Big fan of Britney. Should I, be yeah. re- should I actually research that so I've, we know the answer? I've tried okay, looking it up. I'll do that. Jimmy, it's, it's, she, she's on the Jimmy Kimmel show, and he just doesn't say the album name. <laughs> The Jamie Kimmel. The Jim um, Kimmel. So I've just <laughs> watched Jimmy Kimmel yeah. just to not it's find French out what it's for called. Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel. Yak Shemesh. I like. God. My wife. Oh, my <laughs> wife. Why, why is. <laughs> we shall see you next week, everyone. Bye. Goodbye. Bye, everybody. listening to the album club we'll be back next week with uh, with the new album to listen to i guess um catch you then <laughs>